Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode. Today I'm talking to Dean Skivington, founder of cold therapy company Cryo Shower. Dean's story begins in 2007 when he injured his back in a game of rugby. What was originally only a slight niggle turned into a nightmare when a failed back operation resulted in severe infection, which required six months of antibiotics and more operations to address the issue. The fallout of this was severe pain, which Dean eased with more and more painkillers, then sleeping tablets and alcohol. Finding himself in a destructive cycle of addiction and mental health issues, Dean decided to take bold, positive steps to turn his life around. And it was during this journey to recovery he discovered, and here he was saved, in his own words, by cold therapy. And it's now his mission to introduce those same benefits to as many people as possible. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Welcome, Dean, to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you on the podcast. There's so much for us to talk about today. But really, when I sort of read your backstory and we were searching for this conversation, I think your story is one about triumph and adventure over adversity, but in particular also self-harm. So I suppose for our listeners, before we go into an in-depth conversation around that and learn more about your story and learn some of the things that you've learned along the way and things that have helped you, give our listeners a little bit of an insight into your story, Dean. Yeah, so um, in 2007, I had a big back injury, uh, but my career at that time was all started to come together sort of I'd, I'd sort of seen everything the big wage increase everything it's sort of like it's like I was like levitating on my way to work off the coming off the tube going to work really happy um and I took a knock play in rugby landed me in hospital um and the had an operation which ended up in a clinical negligence case lost my job um ended up going back to university to try and utilize the time uh from there i still couldn't get work uh in the field that i knew which was the professional construction area so i ended up doing a master's to just keep myself going again still couldn't find work and i really really took that really knocked me off my my upbeat, positive attitude. Um, And I I fell into depression. Um, I turned to to drugs and alcohol to try and deal with um, 
how I personally felt in myself. Um, there was lots of things that was going on. I ended up with drug-induced psychosis. Um, I had a thing that I was being surveilled, and so it really made me a recluse. Mm. Um, and I, I ended up having to move back home with my parents. And in 2014, I decided to go to Germany for a spinal stabilization operation, which I couldn't uh, access through the NHS. It turned out that um, where my whole posture was crooked, that I ended up having to have a hip operation first, then the back operation. So I ended up having about a 12 hour, 12 to 13 hour operation. Um, I was in the hospital for about two weeks and then I, I was in the Black Forest region. So I ended up Beautiful. going and staying in this rehabilitation center. And I really, in this rehabilitation center, I was like, what's my next move? Where am I going? Um, and I realized I needed to refine myself. I put everything so much into this career image um, and this image in this sustainable development in my master's and my, my university course I was doing. And I realized that I was banging on the same door, but the door wasn't opening. Um, so I decided to travel. Um, and I was lucky enough with uh, the clinical negligence money that I was able to travel, uh, traveled uh, from Mexico all the way down to uh, Costa Rica, uh, which was a really good trip. Uh, but what I found is that mentally, I was still broken. Um, mm -hmm. I was still repeating some of the bad habits. Um, but over time, um, it got easier. But what that did lead me to, uh, in Costa Rica, I was like, right, I'm, I'm going back home, but I didn't want to go home to England. So I was like, right, what's the direct flight into Europe? And it just so happened the only direct flight from Costa Rica was to Madrid. So I flew to, got on that flight to Madrid, and I, and I literally stayed in this, this, this is how broken I was. I literally stayed in that hotel room for two weeks, more or less, apart from going out and getting food. But I was just, wow. I, I didn't like going out. I, I, I felt that. I was being watched and I, I really uncomfortable and easy. And so I then decided that I was going to go and do um, a yoga retreat. So I was in my, my room searching and found this, found two places. One was just outside Marbella um, and one was in Cadiz. And I was like, okay, Marbella, seen that all on the TV, all the glitz and glam. So I thought, right, I'm going to choose, choose Marbella as a place. And I, I managed to broker a deal where I basically stayed for three weeks. It was November. It was 20 odd degrees. There was just something about the energy in the air here. And I yeah. fell in love, fell in love with the place. Um, so when I decided after I finished that, I decided, right, I went home, uh, packed a suitcase and I came here and I, I decided to come and spend Christmas on my own that literally didn't know anyone, but it was just what I needed to do. And it was the it was the same as when I went to Germany, I didn't tell any of my family. It was, okay. there came a point in my life where I was, I had to take responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I'm going on my own, didn't tell anybody. And it was the same as I just wanted to be on my own. I, I, I needed to find my way 
my own way. Um, and so my, I moved to Marbella um, for several years. I, I was still sort of like ebbing and flowing in this destructive path. But my okay. entrepreneurial spirit kept coming through. So I'd be having all these creative ideas. Um, but where I was still in a place, my, my execution, I was failing on my execution. Uh, and it wasn't until 2019 where I almost died from all my medication. So I, I was on opioids uh, for over 12 years. I was on pregabalin for over 12 years, which is a, a, a nerve pain. So after a while, it starts to mess mm. your brain chemicals. And I was on, I was taking Zopaclone and Stillnox, which are sleeping tablets. But I was needing like eight tablets just to feel drowsy after being on them for so long. God. And I used to have such a fear of not sleeping that this one night I faced death over not sleeping. And I was on this pill popping frenzy. Couldn't couldn't stop. Um, and there's just this. I had this voice saying, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. But I wasn't. I was crying. I was like just taking these type because I knew that if I don't sleep, I'm, I can hardly move and I'm bed bound. And mm. that person that's inside, it just doesn't want to be there. Wow. So in amongst all this chaos, everything went really tranquil. And it, I, whatever I was hallucinating or whatever, but everything went tranquil. Everything went white. Um, and it was like this thing and I, it was just you've got this great message to tell people um one of the things that i had is I, I wanted to kill myself in before i went to germany i was in a really dark place hmm. and luckily what i've count to it is my when i left school i joined the military and i was there and i had all these drugs all this and i was literally locked myself in this room and i was that was it i, I just wanted to leave yeah and i got to this point and it was like skivington what you're doing this like check one two and i and i snapped out of this thing and i promised myself that i would never ever let anybody suffer the way that i did because this went beyond like mental mm. health depression it was like torture this mental thing that i had sort of got myself in with whatever was going on through this ne negligence case to the psychosis that I'd sort of induced with drugs and alcohol where I just didn't feel like myself. And so that sort of message had always been come through of trying to create things that would help people. Uh, and so this, whatever it was, just sort of it was like, do what you do, what you're meant to do. Um, it felt like a lifetime that I was in this, this, Base, but it, whatever happened, I didn't take any more medication after that. I, I was sort of like, "What's just happened?" I yeah. sort of led there, um, and I heard my mum wake up at uh, some point in the morning. I was just like led there, just trying to rack my head. Um, I heard my mum wake up. Walked into the the lounge because I was I, I was in England at that time, but I was living in Spain. Uh, is my my home 
Anyway, I've walked in, burst into tears with my mum, put my arms around her, just cry, floods of tears coming out of me. And I said, I have to go home to sort myself out. But how do you sort yourself? There's that, that moment, isn't there? That's a, you know, you're possibly not your darkest hour when you talk about, you know, how you felt just before you went to Germany. But, you know, that's 12 years of, you know, medication that's doing you damage. That's 12 years of adversity. That's 12 years of self-harm. It's all of those kind of things. And and the medicine, medicine and an addiction, I assume, to those medicines, you know, the doctors that have prescribed them. How would you get yourself clean after 12 years to get to the point, you know, three years later, you are where you are today? Yeah, so the, the biggest take, the biggest takeaway for me, hands down, uh, was, was cold therapy. Um, okay. Creating. So the, the first, the first thing that happened, I came back and my girlfriend, but now my wife now, um, literally, uh, so I gave up some of the medication at first and the first thing was the sleeping tablets yeah and and that literally took i think it was about three between three to six months for, for to break out of that cycle um and it was it was tough um and i think the only thing that kept me going was one is um i found wim hof so i was listening to joe rogan yeah this sort of out there. We've all found Wim Hof in one way, shape, or form <laughs> in recent years. Yeah, definitely. And so this crazy out there guy was talking on Joe Rogan about the benefits of cold therapy. And you know, I've thrown money at things. I paid privately to go to Germany. For me, it's like, how do I get back to being me? Yeah. And um, so anyway, I listened to this guy, and I was like, right, I'm willing to try anything. I, I literally feel like I'm at death's door. Um, my family were expecting every time I went out because of my problems, we're expecting a phone call saying we're found Dean dead. Um, so anyway, I paid for his 10 week course, um, started this, this journey and it was absolutely, it was from having, having like nothing where I couldn't even think straight to a combination of the medication sort of filtering its yeah. way through my body the cold shock the breath work and the the, cl the clarity coming back the clarity where all of a sudden i felt my creative energy flowing through me and then all of a sudden it was like i was waking up at four o'clock in the morning middle of the night like this voice was like write this idea down and i couldn't stop and then it was like right go to bed um and i was like okay and it, it's as the because this was at the beginning of the year and as the temperature started rising here and it starts rising quite early mm -hmm. um i started getting frustrated so i you, you know i wasn't getting that endorphin release i wasn't getting that diaphragmic breath uh, and at this time i didn't understand what was going on mm. but um over a, a thing i just I was, this frustration just turned into this epiphany where i was like I'm going to create a shower system that cools the natural cold water, that cools the natural water. So anyway, I've come running out, told my, my wife, um, just literally was radiating with all this energy. Because um, of some of the stuff that happened during my negligence, where I've, I felt some, I was being watched and, and stuff. So the first thing I did was bought a book on Amazon, how to file your own patent. Yeah. But 
got this, I filed, basically did all these sketches, filed this first application to get the file uh, number, registered the trademark cryer shower, um, and that, and literally I haven't stopped since. Wow. On that wow. trolley. So we're going to come talk about cryo shower in a minute because I hadn't really realised that. That's clearly an issue, isn't it? Because I have a cold shower every day. I'm a big believer in it. Been not quite, you know, nowhere near your journey, but knowing the benefits that a cold shower can bring. But in the UK, the water's always cold. Yeah, yeah. But when you've got solar-powered heating and you're overseas somewhere warm, the shower won't always be cold or yeah. cold enough to have that adjustment to your shock to your nervous system i suppose yeah so yeah we'll come back to that and talk about the business but i just want to i would like to kind of you just have a conversation with you about reflecting on the dean that was pre the accident pre the op and maybe a few brief you know what few words would you use to describe that dean to the dean that I'm speaking to today, what words would you now use to describe yourself? I mean, because I think that for our listeners could sum up the journey from who you were to who you are. So let's go with a few words to sum up who you were pre-accident. Yeah. So because like, my, for instance, my parents separated, there was a shortage of money. I was very money hungry, very money driven. And I'm able to look back and all I was focused, so I was very egocentric, very me, 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 career, money. What have I, what have I got to do to get to A, B, and C? Uh, and it wasn't so. I hardly ever went home. It wasn't, you know. I was about, I was about me. I was about my journey. I had very clear. So, I, I did a bit of DJ and joined the army. Left school. Was very out there. Sort of. Uh, Went to the Magaluf, did a couple of summers there, uh, met a girl, moved to Ireland, Dublin, was in there. Then I was like, right, what am I going to do? So basically got switched on uh, and I went through sort of like topographical surveying assistant, uh, site engineer assistant, uh, becoming then a, a site assist, site management assistant, Went moved to Liverpool, went to John Moores University, did a HNC. Got a job down in London where I got a massive pay increase. And I was like, right, I'm going to do here. I'm going to do, um, I was working on a high rise project in, in Hatton Garden in London. And I'll never forget the uh, the project manager for the client come on. And he, was, and he was just talking, really nice guy. And he said, if you want the money. And at that time, I was all about the money. All about the money. Yeah, yeah. Show me the money. <laughs> he just turned around. He said, do quantity surveying. Because I was going to do construction management. He said, do, do quantity surveying. So I changed my course to quantity surveying to do that part time. In about that time, everything just come crumbling in. And because I I'd gone right, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z in London. I'm then going to go to Abu Dhabi or Dubai where the money was. I then saw myself going to New York for a stint doing some like real high rise projects. Coming back, being like a commercial. Literally, I had everything planned out. You had it. You had that life planned, but it was all about ego and all about money. So then, if we revert to who I'm speaking to today, and the dean of today, what few words would you use to sum up who you are today, Dean? I'm very humble. I'm very grateful that I'm still here, um, and I feel alive that I'm able to take what's happened to me 
Mm. And I'm able to turn it into something that I'm passionate about, that I know is going to help people. Uh, and just something that just that I just l- love doing. So I love having cold showers and cold therapy. And I love working on the technology uh, that we're creating because everything everything is on that based on that why of I never want anyone to suffer like I did. No. But every, everything is all about what can I do? How can I? So my reflection, when I reflect on myself, it's like, what can I understand here that I can then speak to somebody and say, this is what's going on with that mental program. This is, mm. this is that trigger in PTSD. This is how you can use cold therapy. This is how you can use breath work, create that mental space. Um, and, and with time is breakthrough and beyond. And do you look back and would you, it's interesting, isn't it? It's that kind of use of medicine and pharmacy over sort of holistic. Yeah. And do you think you could have gone on this journey using, or do you, how much shorter do you think your journey could have been and your recovery would have been if you'd have adopted a more holistic kind of approach to your, your therapy and your recovery rather than using the pharmaceutical approach because it's always a debate that people have isn't it so i can i can reflect on this from old dean and new dean okay let's do uh, that. so old, old dean uh, i would write in uh, to the nhs about how to change their clinical negligence system which was because i was like look i don't want to pay out because they admitted liability straight away i was like look i don't want to pay out get me back so i'm working because yeah. it, was, it was a job that I did did love, but what I have now come to realise, obviously, I, my driving force was money, ego, and I was like, look, there's so much that you can do, and it was all about. I knew then it was about helping people refine that purpose, and that's where I was lost. I had nothing to hold on to, mm. uh, and I felt like, uh, you know, I couldn't know who I was when I was looking in the mirror. I, I became a number, um, and that battle was the thing that ruined me. If you ask me now, if if I was to able to go to the NHS with like going through that motion and saying, yeah. give me a hundred people. Um, and the first thing is obviously helping them create the space mentally so that they can work through the emotions. But fundamentally, it's about helping people find that passion and drive and, and then sending them on their way. And whether that's uh, medication whether that is a life-changing injury, is it's all about, okay, getting that person to accept what's happened, yeah, getting that person to break through whatever it is. So the first is acceptance, letting go, and then the, the creation, okay, what is it that you want out of life? And, and working around those, those like three pillars and then sort of like taking the steps forward and nothing... Every, we all we all expect everything instantly these days. You, yeah. you know, you go on self. Your... Yes, instant gratification is what we crave, isn't it? All of the time, and the media only only breeds that in us, doesn't it? And social media in particular does that. Yeah, yeah. And it, for instance, even just ordering something, we want it today or we want it tomorrow, uh, and that's that's detached us really from what life is actually about. Uh, and when you say about what is deemed today. I enjoy, so obviously I don't enjoy the triggers that sometimes happen, but I enjoy once I've come out the other side and I realize why I've been triggered. And Mm. that only comes with time and experience of 
constant the willingness just to go in to the into these spaces uh and to know that when you come out the other side it's it's given you lifelong lessons that you know that you, you're never going to be able to go back to those spaces but what it does it gives so much other people value that you can just from a few words of say look this is what you need to focus on this is what you need to do oh you're getting triggered that way okay maybe you need to like it, it's that thing and it, it it takes that person that's maybe been on that journey to be able to to listen to that person or group that's in front of you ref, reflect on what they're saying and say not not talk about your personal journey but talk about the mechanics of what's happening between that sort of heart mind and gut connection and how they all play a role in our perception or in our reality yeah Definitely. Wow. Okay. There's so much more now. <laughs> There's questions galore in my head. So <laughs> let's try and put them in some form of order. If somebody is listening to this podcast and is in a dark place and has had a journey and and they're struggling, you know, you you talk and I can understand it about acceptance being the first of the three. What's the first step or what's the thing somebody really needs to do to come to acceptance, Dean, in your opinion? So first we have to play through the emotion. We, we have to allow ourselves to play through the emotion because if we don't play through the emotion, all we're doing is we're suppressing it. And we have to play through the emotion for us to get to what the root cause is. So the problem is, is there's so much noise out there today uh, and new science or quantum mechanics, quantum theory, is showing us now obviously sort of that difference between consciousness and and the awareness side uh and there's, there's a guy called dan brule and in his book just i don't know if you've read it just breathe no I haven't no he talks about uh consciousness as the tv or the movie screen that's playing and nine times out of ten we're actually in the movie being pulled pushed whatever way you want from the noise all around the media, what's going on, everyone's in this fearful state, to all of a sudden allowing yourself to detach and that watcher or the awareness and sort of going, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on up here is BS. Um, mm. And it can be manipulated from your environment, from your parental upbringing, from the people that you hang around with, from the stuff you're watching on the internet, social media, the groups you're interacting with, all this stuff plays a part. So if you're watching something that triggers you before, just before you go to bed, you're gonna spend all night in that trigger, playing out that matrix of whatever it is that where you are. And so it's about going, right, how can I now, I understand A, B and C, so I know that this triggers me. I know that I, I need to be um, spend more time with myself than on my phone. And it's going through those steps. And then yeah. once you play through those, those emotions from that thought or the feeling or the triggers or where it oscillates between the two because they feed each other before we go into this snowball, but just stay with it and breathe through it. Uh, and they, they, they talk about that non-reactive, non-attachment, uh, non-judgment, non-resistance, and just go, okay, this is just energy 
this is just a lot of noise become detached from the consciousness become the watcher of what's going on allow it just to pass through because if we try and restrict it all we're doing is we're feeding it so yeah. the first bit it, this is why i love cold therapy is because if you do a breathwork session and it, this person is like i'm getting triggered with this i'm getting triggered with this that uh, whatever it's like okay let's do a bit of breath work let's hold what that space is okay now let's get in the sea get that big cold shock response okay now we're creating that clarity okay we're creating that mental space okay now what's going and once we start creating that space uh you can do a thing called do you know the dickinson process no okay i've done a lot, about it i've done a lot of work with tony robbins uh I've been okay it's mastery university so what it is is you you get people to live so holding that that space you live in it you pull it right back into the worst what's the worst it could be the darkest okay you're in that real dark place okay and then what you do is you hold yourself there and you go okay because you've you've you're you've allowed you've taken somebody there on a virtual journey or in a meditative state so then what you do is you take them onto the opposite side okay what does it feel like to have dealt with it what does it feel like you know how do you feel how are you acting what you, you know what actions do you do in a day how are you walking how are you breathing you, you know what's your body language like are you smiling and all of a sudden you're you're playing with all these sensations that are in people and all of a sudden you see you see when they've got their eyes closed the smile on their face so you do you use a similar process so you bring people onto the other side because it's very easy for them to go onto the dark side and just get lost there yeah get completely lost tied up with it never break it never see the way through and it's, it's about so this is so people the reason why people can easily go there because that's the story that they we tell ourselves mm. So what we're starting to do is we're starting to create the new story, but the story is already there. It's just that they haven't given any time or energy in focusing on the other side of the story. Uh, and so that's that's my thing. It's about don't be scared to hold it. Don't be scared to step into it. it, it you, you know, there comes a point where you break through where it's no longer fearful and it becomes rewarding and you look forward to you look forward to these moments because all of a sudden you're like, I know I'm going to personally get a new breakthrough, a new level of personal understanding. Yeah, it's that clarity, isn't it? It gives you some clarity. And so the next piece of that is, you know, what are your triggers? So you really now clearly know and understand your triggers, do they? Do you? Or are you still on that journey, Dean? No, so um, one of the things is around... Uh, surveillance for me really triggers me so i i've during the so that's still within you because you talk about that as being a psychosis when you were you know you're self-medicating you're on you know prescriptive and non-prescriptive drugs and alcohol and all that you know that psychosis kicking in but that still lives with you today no it's so i would say um i was triggered several months ago um and so I, like I was just explaining, so I held, I held the space, all these different things that happened. Uh, and I was like, this has made me feel like I'm being surveilled again. Yeah. Um, but what came through was my intuition sort of had that internal sort of meditative guide. And it was like, I'm much stronger. I've been around the clock once. 
this time it's going around the clock to understand how I can help people overcome those triggers. So it's yeah. like I willingly stepped in thinking, right, what's going to come? And what actually came out on the back of it was that I personally felt inadequate and I was happy to play out my old story because playing out my old story allowed me to push the blame onto other people where I was like, no matter what, no matter if it's my fault or somebody else's fault, I'm the one that can change this experience, this perception that I'm having in this life experience. So I was like, it, for me, that was a really big breakthrough. I got to understand what the triggers were. And I thought that these were triggers like based on some of my other fears. And it, it fundamentally came down to, I felt inadequate. I felt where I gave away my personal power, where I was broken. And I was like, it was like an aha moment. Brilliant. Uh, Fantastic. And in terms of breath work, you know, there is Wim Hof, there's Oxygen Advantage, there's all of these kind of organizations that talk about breath work. From your kind of experiences and the studies you've done and the things you've learned, you know, if somebody again is listening to this podcast wants to try breath work, yeah, where would you go, Dean? So um i'm actually at the moment i'm four months through an eight month breathwork course so i wanted to i i wanted to do something really in depth i, I didn't want to just do one of these two-week breathwork courses and go i wanted to go I understand the anatomy the physiology around breathwork understanding uh how certain breath patterns activate the vagus nerve system so whether it's parasympathetic sympathetic nerve system because that's what happens when we're in the in the cold or in the hot and so i'm looking at creating it, it, it my thing is all about how can i help people and so i wanted something that was in depth that we can build into our app as when it comes to breath work if people are looking at just getting started right now they can use the wim hof breath breath work uh, program which is free which is just teaching you um wim hof style of breath work but that's just like a conscious connected breath or there's a really good app called breath work that you i don't know if you've heard of it um that's got yeah. also it's got your box breathing it's got your different breathing styles rhythms for instance if you're struggling to sleep the four seven eight which is four seconds inhale hold for seven exhale on eight and keeping with that that rhythm um there's some really good stuff around heart coherence so I think yeah. it's called the Math Institute, uh, which tells you all about uh, breathing rhythms to uh, for heart coherence, which is really interesting. It's brilliant, isn't it? And it's such an in-depth subject, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I've kind of gone through, started at the Wim Hof, you know, that book that everybody now has read, um, the Wim Hof Method, and went in and did it with a wonderful lady, Tracy Howes, a breathing kind of course. She's been a guest on the podcast around the oxygen advantage stuff, but now I'm reading a book, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza, which is all about, like you say, that connection from, you know, the head, the heart, the gut and how it and how breath connects everything. And yeah, it's it's a fascinating subject, isn't it? And and it's one that you sort of scratch the surface off and you start to lift the lid and you look down and it's just so much to learn and, and like you say obviously that's where you're going now in terms of where you're you are and it's great to hear that you're doing that in-depth kind of program to be able to help others but I suppose let's come back to 
Cryo Shower and, and, and what you're doing. And so where are you with that? You obviously, we talked earlier in the conversation about you had that kind of vision that this is what you're going to need to do to be able to help yourself to get that sharp intake of cold and to shock your system. Where are you with the business? What you've applied for the patent. So where are you now? Yeah, so we are literally uh, ready to sign off on manufacture um wow. get product into market so originally it started with i was like right i'm going to invest 60 grand um and to take it i'm going to put it on kickstarter and it sort of um that went that went all wrong so originally it was like electronic unit to to bring electronic unit to market soon realized it was going to need about a million pounds of R&D. <laughs> Slightly so, short of your 60,000 pounds. Yeah. So in, in, I, I would say if it wasn't for my personal transformation, um, what I've personally experienced, I would have most probably given up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I ended up, I sold a house, uh, sold a car, um, you know, the security that I was given from the clinical negligence, that everything has gone into this. I, I'm, I'm all in. Um, and so uh, right now is we've created, so, um, we've got a patent which controls the degradation of ice. Uh, and so we can prolong the extension. So it's more, we're controlling the reduction in the cooling process. So we've created now, so it, but it'll be about this big. I've got it in my, one of them in my, in my shower, but it's going to be portable. It's going to give you a five five minute shower it's going to drop it below that so at the moment i'm using it i'm getting down below that 15 degrees back into that benefit zone which is yeah. exactly where i want to be um and so we've got like for instance the connectivity that's coming we're looking at just building that brand but envision for me when i had the idea was about um, having your shower taking those benefits but like for instance your phone uh, you finish you finish your shower and your phone will send you a message and it tells you that you're you're basically healthy if you're not it will send so i'm talking 20 years in the <laughs> in the future it will send a message to your doctor if you've got a medical problem so i'm looking at that because of the what's happened to me in the the past yeah. because of what what happened is uh i had a spinal abscess and and it was missed uh, and that's what damaged all my nerves down my left side um and almost killed me but mm. so it's like i'm very focused on that detection how can i like that help people yeah and how can you go take it to that stage so what's going to be your route to market then you're at that point of nearly signing off manufacture what's you know what route are you taking to market with this okay so i'm i'm over three hundred thousand into it obviously so a lot more than that initial um, sixty thousand pounds. <laughs> but so, route to market now is uh, we are just putting together our final prototype that will be as it will be delivered from market. Yeah. Um, we are then going on a fundraising sort of campaign. Uh, so we're going to go around, do a road trip around the UK, and do a cry shower challenge, which is going to get people who do cold water therapy like in the normal cold, you know, what's your, like, what's your name? How long you've been doing cold therapy for? And then we're going to turn it through, through the cry shower unit. We're going to capture that cold shock response, that endorphin release. Um, Brilliant. 
I want to come and give it a go. Tell me when you're down on the south coast. <laughs> but we're, we're, we are a Dorset company. Yeah. We're, we're based, so we're, I'm from I'm from Swanage, but yeah. uh, live in Poole. Uh, but obviously I'm, I'm in between because my wife is Spanish. So yeah. obviously we're, we're between the two quite a lot. Uh, yeah, but, brilliant. Uh, so we definitely need to hook up and I definitely need to give this a go. Talking about your wife, you talk about, you know, during the, the end of your trials and tribulations and, and that period, you know, she was your girlfriend, she's your wife. If I was to ask her how you've changed, yeah, um, what would she, how would she respond, Dean? I would say um, a massive transformation. She would definitely say, uh, I've got the, the bug. I'm so, so focused. Like, uh, it's, it's like it's my identity that this thing is like, I've been gifted with this thing and nothing is going to stop me from bringing it to market and helping people because I, I, I know what it did for me. And like, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful I'm here. Let's put it that way. Yeah, uh, and, and from the, from the, the mental trauma, obviously, maybe not being here, but also obviously from the, the medication side uh, uh, hmm. and that. So obviously if we're lost with addiction, there is, there is space, but also that mental health battle, that sort of physical battle is, yeah. is also space. And can I ask, are you completely off meds now? 100%. Completely clean of meds. No medication at all. Um, I, I take, so I take natural melatonin, tablets yeah. take multivitamins um I've, I've been quite fascinated with a guy called david sinclair uh, okay. like reverse control that um and sort of longevity i don't have a book called lifespan okay i need to look that up okay definitely um but he's all about um anti-aging mm. so turning back the body clock and and tony robbins who are, I, I go to a lot of his seminars they also talk a lot about the same thing. Um, mm. so, you know, what we've never come to, it's only recently, is about how we can fix so many health conditions through the microbiomes and the mitochondria or, or gut, gut health. Yeah, so you need to look up, so my exchange to you, I'm going to go and read that book. Look up Joe Dispenza and read his book because that is, is on a very similar line. Uh, there okay. we are, mutual, mutual yeah. sharing of books, listeners. Um, <laughs> Final question, and I, and I end every podcast with this. It is the Evolve to Succeed podcast. So we've all got personal kind of definitions of what success means. You talked very much earlier on. You know, success for you in that early stages of your career was ego, money, that, you know, things. What would you define success as now, Dean? So family, definitely um being able to teach my future children the stuff that i've learned um definitely uh, and to teach people friends and family the, the the stuff that i've learned just through experience um seeing the transformation through people um and just that the reward that gives me and having the freedom so, so before it was about the money for the things that I wanted, but having the freedom to create these gifts that I am rewarded 
through innovation of you know this technology and be able to create it so that people can utilize these things because everything that comes just comes from a place of love and like I, I see a problem and obviously my brain just goes on this crazy journey of like innovation and this is how I could solve it Dean you've been a great guest on the podcast if people want to learn more about you and what you're up to and the cryo shower and all of those kind of things where can they go yeah, so they can go to Crash Hour on Instagram. Um, we are doing so if they're interested in cold therapy. We've just started a Stepping Into the Cold uh, podcast, which is actually talking about people's cold therapy journeys and what they took from it. So if if they've got a bit of uh, they're worried about what what to expect, then obviously they can reach out, and I'm happy to talk them through it or watch these podcasts. And they've got people that have suffered with or suffer with ADHD that they use cold therapy to obviously quiet the mind down mm. um, for like menopause for women. Uh, so there's people that teach people how to use cold therapy for menopause, but the biggest thing is around mental health. So it's Instagram, cry a shower, uh, YouTube, cry a shower, cry a shower.co. Um, and if they want to get started, we've got a program which is about climatizing to the cold because if you're just starting, it doesn't even matter if you use the summer temperatures, you're still going to find that cold shock response. So it's yeah. about comfortably finding uh, what that climatized point is for you. And then they can step into the, the six weeks cold challenge, which is then about getting them down to sort of like a four or five minute cold shower. Brilliant. Thank you, Dean. Thank you for being a great guest so much that you know our listeners will take away, I'm sure, from our conversation. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.